Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 3rd of February. Today offers a lot of activity on the economic calendar. The UK leads with the Bank of England's rate decision. Expectations in the market are for a rate increase. The UK consumer accumulated a lot of spending firepower during the pandemic. Not as much as the United States, but more than in Europe. The ability to work from home and two waves of restrictions on consumption led to a stockpile of savings. While the Omicron variant has added a bit of noise, the evidence is that consumers are still consuming out of those savings quite readily. In that situation, the bank is looking to normalise monetary policy. However, it should be noted that the government still intends to go ahead with a fiscal tightening, and this combination of tax increase and rate increase is unique in the G7 economies. The government is, however, countering that with a somewhat complicated smoothing operation to offset higher energy costs. The plan is to subsidise energy costs this year and to fund that by charging higher costs next year. It appears that the energy plan will lower inflation relative to what would otherwise have been the case. The subsidy goes to energy companies to pass on in the form of lower prices. That actually matters quite a lot because lowering inflation in this way will lower the debt service costs on the government's inflation-linked government bonds this year, and that is a sizable part of the national debt. There is, of course, the payback in higher inflation-linked costs next year. Then we have the European Central Bank decision. Euro area inflation surprised to the upside yesterday, or more accurately, Italian inflation surprised to the upside, and this pulled up the euro area average. The increase in the price of espresso has been a source of considerable concern in Italy of late. Perhaps the weighting of espresso in the Italian consumer price inflation basket of goods is higher than previously thought. Unfortunately, we don't have the details of the consumer price inflation move, although energy was obviously a very big part of the process. Will the ECB react? The market thinks so. But the market needs to sober up and move back into the real world. We had a similar bout of collective hysteria over the Fed when the market suddenly started contemplating a 50 basis point rate increase, which Fed members have spent all week signalling is just not likely to happen. So, what do we get from ECB President Lagarde today? Detailed economic analysis is unlikely. Markets should really not be expecting that. However, Lagarde's political background means that the pain of inflation real or perceived, will have to be acknowledged. There is likely to be a pushing back against the rate rise expectations, but there might be hints at a faster end to the quantitative policy programme. In the United States, we have factory orders data for December, which is of mild interest, and then two important pieces of information. The first is weekly initial jobless claims and also the weekly continuing claims numbers, These will not have a bearing on tomorrow's employment report, it's too late for that, but they do show one of the second round effects from Omicron. Supply has generally managed Omicron relatively well, inventories have been stockpiled quite a bit and the impact on the workforce is a short sharp shock which inventories can smooth. 
However, demand for socialising appears to have weakened, and with that, employment. We know that lower-income US households have spent their accumulated savings, and PayPal were noting that lower-income households were already cutting back on spending in the fourth quarter of last year. A loss of income from unemployment, even if temporary, presents an additional, if modest, challenge to demand. The second piece of information today is productivity and unit labour costs for the fourth quarter. This manages to both be unimportant and really important at the same time. Productivity is basically everything economists do not understand about the economic data packaged into a single statistic, and it moves a lot as GDP data is revised. However, productivity also drives the unit labour cost, and it is unit labour costs that really matter to inflation, not wages. As economists repeatedly remind their bosses, if people work harder, paying them more money is not necessarily inflationary. Wage growth can be strong and also a force for disinflation if the uh, wage growth is offset by productivity gains. Thus, we hear a lot about pay increases in the US restaurant sector, but in December last year, restaurant sales were over 19% above the January 2020 level, and restaurant employment was 2.3% below the January 2020 level. The staff were producing more output as they were being paid more. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.